Welcome to Prajna Spark's special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojong text, seven points for healing dualistic mind, each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day 36, and we are in the midst of point six, healing promises. Maxim 36 reads, do not be passive aggressive. This maxim is talking about the sneaky, kind of twisted ways that dualistic mind puts in front of us as a temptation to get what we want. We're going along with our healing promises, we're working with the maxims, we're doing our formal practice, but once in a while, there's something that gets under our skin. Dualistic mind is sneaky. It knows that it's not supposed to be doing this, that, or the other thing. And it's very good at categorizing, do this, don't do that. So it's aware of that dichotomy, but it doesn't know how to function. Obviously, these are all metaphors, but dualistic mind has a hard time functioning in anything but a dualistic manner. That's the whole problem. What this maxim is getting at is making a commitment to ourselves, making a promise to ourselves to stick with our highest aspirations, even when there's a temptation to just tweak things a little bit, twist them, do something a little underhanded, be passive aggressive, acting as though everything is fine and you're not actually doing anything wrong. When there's this underhanded energy, the Tibet for this is very interesting. It's about not using black magic. That may or may not be a little more relevant in the 10th century than today, but I thought passive aggressive got that energy across a little better for modern life. Because when we think about it, there's many different ways that passive aggressiveness works out. But in the context of this maxim, what it's pointing at is that tendency of dualistic mind to try to get what it wants without fessing up to what's going on. With this maxim, what we're invited to do is to be more upfront with ourselves, with others in our life, and be able to face all of the different issues going on in our life with any of the other maxims that help us turn adversity into opportunity rather than pretending that everything is fine when there's this undertow of passive aggressiveness coloring our behavior. I have at times done assertiveness training. I've facilitated assertiveness training workshops. And in those trainings, I would make distinctions. I had little this will show you how long I've been doing this little index cards um, where I would have these scenarios written down in different ways of responding. And there would be the aggressive way, you know, where someone's just, you know, shouting at somebody else. There's the passive way where somebody's just completely stuffing it. They're not bringing anything up. And then there's the passive aggressive. And so the passive aggressive way in those contexts was like you're mad at your roommate, but you're not going to tell them. So, you know, they're trying to read the paper and you're banging around dishes. You're doing the dishes, but you are, you know, banging pots and pans everywhere and making a ruckus because you're mad that they never do the dishes or whatever. But that's often how I would frame passive aggressive. So I was wondering, does that resonate for the way you're describing it? 
Yes, that's the energy precisely. And of course, the scenarios will vary. So passive aggressiveness can be something that seems fairly minor, like banging the dishes. Of course, it can also become much more complicated, but it's precisely that energy, pretending that you are going about things in a perfectly fine way when consciously or unconsciously, we're actually being aggressive in an underhanded way. Yeah. I appreciate your point about how it's being not upfront about something too, so that it's sometimes this sort of, you know, banging things around, but it sometimes feels manipulative, I think, to other people because there's there's something that you want, but you're not going to come right out and say it. And instead, you're, you know, someone's going to say, oh, you know, do you want to go here for dinner? And, and instead of saying no, you say, oh, well, I remember you really liked this other place. Um, like, shouldn't we do that for you? And it's a way of like you were talking about being underhanded, but it doesn't always look like aggression, I think. But what it does do always is take the power off of oneself and put it onto somebody else and say, you're going to have to dig this out of me. I'm, I'm not going to put it out there. And it leaves other people in a very difficult position of not knowing what's what's going on, but you're acting in this in this odd way. So that that's one of the characteristics, I think, of it that comes out as being problematic across whatever it looks like in different situations. Yes, in many ways, it's about not owning our accountability. There's usually some kind of discomfort. It could be a personality pattern that someone has, in which case there may be a need for supportive therapies or other things to help that person get out of those unconscious habits. What this maxim is getting at is more the ways we sprinkle these things throughout our lives. And it is very much about not owning our power, not enacting a straightforward, clear way of communicating. When you think about it, one way or another is about communicating. A lot of the times there's some conduct involved that is trying to cover up feelings, whether you're banging the dishes or let's go to this restaurant because that's so good for you. There's a communication snafu happening there. Why is it happening? We've gotten caught in a whirlpool of dualistic mind saying, I want this, but I don't want to say it. And I want someone else to take care of this for me. This really is not what the Lojung practice is about. To heal dualistic mind, we need to acknowledge the harm that it does. Being passive aggressive hides that from even ourselves. So this maxim is encouraging us to stay aware of our motivations, to spot when we might be so uncomfortable that we can't even communicate about it clearly and to find a way to unravel the knots that dualistic mind is tying us in rather than descending to some kind of underhanded thing. In the Tibetan, it's like a, a special magical ceremony to divert negative energies in another direction. What the maxim is asking us to do is to step up. By saying don't be passive aggressive, it's not saying be passive and it's not saying be aggressive instead. Those aren't the desirable options. When I would do assertive training, I would give people a little like fill in the blank thing, which I, I know you're going to tell me that that's, you know, <laughs> playing into dualistic mind and all of this. I just want to give everyone cue cards, you know? <laughs> 
But if you say, you know, an assertive response would be like, I feel blank when blank in the future, I would appreciate it if blank. And, you know, so that's not, you know, we don't want to make things formulaic is what what I know you would say. See, I'm, I'm going to channel you now and say, what we want to do is be aware and vulnerable and be responsive in the moment so that we can be flexible enough to be able to respond to what's going on for ourselves and other people. And it's interesting because it's actually a very empowering response. And it doesn't always feel powerful because it can feel so vulnerable. But I think ultimately, it allows us to empower ourselves to take action in such a way that that it is responsive to the situation and not harmful to ourselves and others. I think that's a beautiful way to summarize all of this. I'd like to also go back to that paradigm of healing, transforming, and transcending. So this practice is working on multiple levels at once. And these are three ways that I describe the main energies that are happening in the practice. First, we need to heal that habit of wanting to hide. It is uncomfortable. If we get to a place where we're slipping into a passive aggressive mode, there's something that we're not comfortable with. Dualistic mind is basically giving you one option, run and hide and still get what you want at the same time. To heal from that is to step into that discomfort. It takes a little bit of feeling awkward out of our comfort zone to heal. Healing often feels a little bit icky until some of the healing starts to happen. Once the transformation kicks in, then that becomes a lot more seamless. Once that starts to happen, we might notice a tendency to go into a passive aggressive mode, or maybe not even. We just move directly into something that's a little bit more empowered. That's not to say that there isn't some discomfort, but there's more willingness. Transcending gets to the point where there's complete openness. There isn't a preference for comfort or discomfort. There's a sense of being able to be with whatever happens. And I look forward to getting there. This has been Yeshe and Tanya on day 36 of Prajna Spark special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Prajna Sparks and email us sparks at prajnafire.com with any questions. May all beings benefit.